Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Of course, I'm your host, Michael Sherlock. And today we begin a new, it is a brand new year. It's a brand new opportunity. We have so many more wonderful things ahead of us. I know it's just about flipping the calendar, but goodness, we all needed to make that flip. So kicking off this entire month, we have the theme of new year flexible focus. And the whole goal of this is to remember that no matter what, no matter how many goals we have for ourselves, how many things we want to go right this year, we better be flexible. <laughs> Guess who knows? Like I say, after everything we've had, all we need is the plague of frogs and we have all of the seven plagues completed. So with that in mind, our guests this month are all asked to give us tips to help us be flexible, as flexible as possible, and really understand that it's okay to incorporate change into our lives, which is the perfect guest to kick off this entire series. And let me tell you why. Joining me today, <coughs> as I cough, <coughs> pardon me, everyone, is Michelle Wyatt. She's the author of, get the name of this book, Buckle Up Buttercup, How to Drive Success by Embracing the Power of dun, 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 Change, <laughs> which is exactly what we need right now. And she is passionate about helping teams and individuals find success by learning to embrace, put your arms around that change, navigate through it. Yes, you can get through it and leverage it to your advantage. And that's, I mean, I couldn't think of somebody better to kick this off than this person in this topic. So by sharing the, the change management techniques that she's used herself to navigate through a huge career change, AKA she started out as a primary school teacher and then became a corporate trainer. So you can understand that she's navigated through a few things. Her goal, not only for herself and what she learned through the process, is to help others gain a deeper understanding of what makes change so scary to us and how to overcome those fears. So I am so excited to talk to you today, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm very excited to kind of kick off the new year and talk about change because um, I've heard so many people and you see it everywhere you look, but everyone is ready for a new year. <laughs> and like you said, oh, yes. you're all waiting for the other shoe to drop, something else to happen, <laughs> plague a frog. <laughs> and that's why I, you know, that's why I think it's so perfect because, you know, everyone that I knew was really driving into 2020 with like, you know, the biggest goals for their businesses, the biggest challenges for themselves, some of the best trips of their lives they had planned. And then it all went, you know, <laughs> And so one thing that I just kept hearing from people is, oh, it'll be better in 2021. And I remember thinking, okay, well, we all thought that about 2020. 
So mm-hmm. how do we remain as nimble as possible so we can get through it no matter what happens? Because we know there's still going to be some things we have to navigate through. So first, you know, I gave some of the highlights to your bio, but tell us a little bit about you, your business, and how you help people to shock their potential. Sure. So I'm Michelle Wyatt, and in a former life, I was a primary school teacher. I taught first grade for six years here in Western Kentucky and just really did not enjoy it and wanted to initiate a big career change for myself. And through that process and making those kind of career changes um, was kind of inspired, I guess you would say, to, to capture the things I learned. And uh, eventually became a corporate trainer. I do corporate training for First Southern Bancor. Um, and then now an author of Buckle Up Buttercup, How to Drive Success by Embracing the Power of Change. And what's funny is, um, you know, you know very well that the book writing and publishing process takes some time. And so when mm-hmm. I had my manuscript draft complete, um, it wasn't 2020 yet. We had no idea. <laughs> what was to come and I've written a book about change and it's when it was time to launch it was right in the middle of the pandemic and (laughs) good timing you know we really yeah and so I really had I've had to put every um strategy that I developed in in thinking about career change and observing um how others and teams deal with change and helping teams and I've, I've gotten to help we have a huge swath of industry that I've gotten to help um, navigate changes as we've gone through this, but it's really cool to see that those strategies have still held true and been effective during what is a year of just nothing but forced change after forced change after forced change that we're dealing with. And I know I just spoke to a women in banking conference and myself, I have two boys who um, were in school and then weren't in school, mm-hmm. and then we're in school, and then weren't in school again, <laughs> and, you know, um, jobs, and my husband and I own a couple of small businesses together, so um, I've really had to put to test what I wrote um, in all these pages, like, I've really had to put it to work this year, and make sure that it was solid, and it's been really cool to see so much of it is centered around getting your mind right, Um, And Mm -hmm. I think that's a big part of uh, everything we do, but certainly facing any kind of change. So it's a little bit. I love it. We have actually a really similar background story. So I started out as an elementary school teacher. I taught for one year um, because it was just a uh, temporary position for someone who was out on medical leave. And at the end of that year, they didn't have another position for me. And they were, they were actually laying off teachers in my city because there weren't enough kids enrolling in school that year. And so I had to force a change and I became the director of education in a credit counseling organization. So I worked with banking and I worked with, uh, you know, credit unions and all very similar things. And I remember at first, because I also, when I looked back, I said, you know what, (laughs) despite what people told me when I was going to college about and telling them I was going to become a teacher. And they all said, are you sure? Like that pays no money. And it it just, it's not very, um, I mean, it can be rewarding, but you know, there's not a lot of pats on the back and they knew my personality. And, uh, then I got in there and I'm like, wow, you really make no money. Like seriously make no money. That's just, it's really hard. And, but I found that my, um, set worked perfectly well for training. 
and loved it and made that transition, but I would have never known. And I think that there's a lot of people who after last year have had, maybe they've lost their job. Maybe their job has been downsized. Um, maybe they're just tired of their job and they're not really sure they can leap into something else, which they, there's actually a lot of opportunity right now. Um, so I think there's people going, okay, how, how can I navigate this? You know, what, what can I do? Can I take some steps forward? And if so, how, how would, what would you do to encourage someone to embrace kind of a, a career change like you made? Yeah. So I really, um, I have actually had two uh, teachers message me in the last little bit asking that very question. They're worried they have a, and I tell people all the time, I still teach still what I do yeah. and what yeah. I love. It's just a different setting, um, different constraints, a little more freedom and flexibility. Right. Um, and the first thing I tell people to do is just take time. We are so rushed and, and busy and we, we pride on being super busy and productive, which is a good thing. But at the same time, you really have to take time and figure out um, if that's really what you want. You know, is, mm -hmm. it, is it a bad career or is it just a bad day? Um, <laughs> so is, that really, is that really what you want? Um, and, and if so, you, know, you really have to start kind of, um, I talk in the book a lot about backwards mapping your choices, but you, you kind of got to know what got you where you didn't want to be to figure mm -hmm. out where you want to go and how to get there. Um, and so just sort of looking at where did you not um, kind of follow your, your gut or follow your sort of internal compass? Where did you sway and kind of backwards mapping and, and getting back to a place of knowing yourself knowing what it truly is that you want. And then you just got to put yourself on the path and go that direction. How do you talk about that? I, that's really intriguing to me. How do you help people to backwards map? Honestly, it's a lot of talking. Sometimes it's writing. We do a lot of, I love a good, I love a good brain dump. I actually have a, a whole <laughs> section in my book over um, the process I call doing because it's very easy, right? Everyone says, just get started, just get started. But if you're one of those people that, you, you know, you, you can really build up an anxiety or a dread. That first step, mm. that getting started, that's so much easier said than done. So I kind of wanted to bridge the gap between that. So it's, um, I call it doing, but you, you dump your thoughts. You kind of get them all out. Every thought that you have, um, mm -hmm. order them. Uh, any kind of order that makes sense to you. It might be important, not important, you know, do it later, however you want to order it. Um, a lot of thoughts and things that we're spending time circulating on it are nothing we can control or do anything about anyway. So kind of getting them out and ordering them, let you prioritize and let you say goodbye to them um, and mm. take them out of your mind. Um, and then invest, just determine how much time you have to invest, right? Because if you're going to make a change, you do have to invest a substantial amount of time. I had three years where I did not I was not actively employed. We did some, uh, my husband and I started small businesses, but I had three years where I was not actively employed, kind of trying to figure out what I wanted and where I wanted to go. And then um, in, in doing, we, we say neutralize, you know, neutralize your distractions. You do have to have some focus. So um, whatever your distraction is, most of the time, um, the first thing I hear is that I can't. You know, it's, mm. I can't neutralize my kids 
I can't. Um, but then we, we get down to the nitty gritty, like cell phones and you, yeah. you can neutralize your attention to your cell phone. And then yeah. the, the G for doing is go. And once you've kind of gotten through your thoughts, it really all starts with your and come up with an, a, pl- a plan, establish it, um, work with the time frame that you have, uh, you'll be ready to go after you've done all that. You know, I, I like that. There's a lot of um, elements in there that I think everybody can relate to. And especially with, you know, the uh, neutralized distractions, because there's a lot of times people are like, I can't, I can't, I can't. But it's like, and many times it's not because you can't, it's because you haven't, you know, you haven't yet, right. you haven't tried that yet. Maybe you've tried one thing like, oh, you know, I tried to close the door, but the kids keep coming in. Okay. Did you put a, you know, a a piece of red paper on the door that says, do not come in unless the house is on fire. (laughs) No, I didn't do that. Okay. (laughs) You know, did you tell, you know, did you tell people this is my time for writing or journaling or whatever and give people boundaries? Because if we don't communicate what we need, then how can we expect it to magically appear? Yeah, absolutely. And we're in a day and age where we are so connected. Uh, we have we have a cell phone. I have on a Apple Watch. I mean, we're so connected and we that is a choice. We do not have to stay that connected all the time. And if mm-hmm. there's something that is um, a lot of people that I work with, um, social media is a real not only a distraction, but a deterrent mm-hmm. for them going after what they want. Um, I talk a lot also about how comparing yourself to other people's journey um, can sometimes really derail you from your own and social media is a real trap when it comes to that um, because you're seeing highlight reels. You're not seeing Ah, the real, you're not seeing what it took to get there or the, you know, the sleepless nights or any of that. So um, when we talk about distractions and being connected, that's a big one. Yeah, I, I totally agree. In fact, um, we really took um, a very different and unique approach with our social media this year for the business. And I've almost stopped posting anything personal, not because I didn't want to, but because we've been so focused on what we've been doing on the business side. And um, and so and I've gotten it down to where I do certain things at certain times of the day. And then other than that, I have none of them open. So none of them will distract me because otherwise I could spend all day on it. And um, that's been really successful for me. Um, but I hadn't done that before. I probably started that about six months ago where you know, right. The first thing when I sit down, I check certain things to make sure they all went out. Okay. Um, there's certain things I have to respond to and like, Oh yes. You know, that me from my personal account to the business account or whatever. And I do that before, you know, the first phone call or the first, uh, you know, whatever I'm doing, uh, for the day. And then I have certain times because I know also when things go out. So, you know, we have posts that are already scheduled. They go, you know, the Instagram goes out at 1030 in the morning. We got this going out then. And so I try and time it that way and then get it done and done. And so now it's just a process, but I know there's a lot of people who, um, who do get distracted by that and, and don't realize how much time that is taking up from them to maybe plan, uh, strategize, or even just relax. Yes. Just connecting your brain and giving yourself the space and the time to think about if the choices you're making are really getting you where you want to go Mm -hmm. is huge 
that was probably the biggest thing when I, when I ask people, you know, how did, or when people ask me, how did you get there? How did you get to that point? I say, I had to take time mm. and get everything else out of the way. Um, it sounds impossible that mm-hmm. when you say that to a lot of folks, but when you really look at that, I love, um, I don't know if you've heard of Laura Vanderkam. She's an author, but she does mm-hmm. a lot of study on time and how we use our time. And yep. um, I love her books because it, when it, it, the base of everything, we have the same amount of time in the day as the most successful person in the world. Yes. And it's, it's how you break it down. And a, a lot of people never look at, I love though, on our iPhones, it now has the feature that tells you how much screen. So it's like, you know, you're just going to get shamed every time that pops up and you're going to know Yes, you spent X amount of hours this week and on Instagram and it's like, oh, oh yes. well, I guess I wasn't as busy as I thought I was. And you're like, I don't think Oprah does that. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I don't think- in, fact- <laughs> in fact, I um, read something recently about Oprah because I was uh, referring to her in a, um, presentation I was doing and about, you know, what you, who you look at and who you emulate and, you know, what, how, what success you want to achieve. And I said, you know, I'm always saying I'm going to, you know, I, I, there's certain things about Oprah that I just absolutely love. And one is the fact that, you know, she didn't just wake up and become a billionaire. She interviewed a lot of incredibly talented and successful people. And then she learned from them. So I'm like, this is the greatest opportunity I have. But so I was like, I wonder what time she wakes up and all this. So I was searching it. And sure enough, there was a quote from uh, um, uh, some article she did in, you know, some magazine somewhere. And she goes to bed every night about Mm -hmm. 10 o'clock and wakes up naturally around six with no alarm, unless she has to be somewhere early. And Mm -hmm. that Every day around noon, she does her finances, like she pays her bills and all that because she doesn't trust anybody else to do it, which I thought was really interesting. And it was, it made me think about, you know, the choices that we make, that we all make, the things that we still want to have control over because it makes us sleep better at night, but also the things that maybe we do that people, you know, I just assume she woke up at 4 a.m. every morning, you know, <laughs> to, you know, figure out how to make right. the next billion dollar yeah. deal. But it's nice to know that you don't have to kill yourself to have success, you just have to know what things yeah. are important to you. You do. That's that's it. At the at the base of everything is just knowing what you want, um, kind of what gives you that fire, what gives you that drive, and then doing what you can to go after it. It might not happen tomorrow. It's a right long process, but it can be a good one if you let it. We hope that you are enjoying this episode of Shock Your Potential. We're going to take a moment now to hear from our sponsor. Have you ever considered hiring a virtual assistant but didn't know where to start? Let Kukua Biz help. Kukua Biz matches talented professionals from Kenya with small businesses around the globe. Affordable weekly rates allow you to have a dedicated full-time staff member to help you with anything from administrative tasks social media management, public relations, and more. Go to kukuabiz.com today for more information or email info at kukuabiz.com. Kukuabiz, that's K-U-K-U-A-B-I-Z.com. So what are, you know, this whole month is about maintaining a flexibility of focus so that we can 
handle anything that comes at us. Um, and I really, I really think it's a, the greatest opportunity we have now from everything we learned last year that you just never really know what's going to happen. So we better be able to plan some uh, adaptability to change in there along the way. So what are your tips for my listeners and viewers to be able to navigate through this crazy new year? You know, I really think at the base of everything, it's learning how to sort of manage what you can manage, which at the end of the day is yourself. Mm -hmm. Just feeling empowered that you can't control the weather, but you can control whether or not you bring an umbrella. <laughs> you can't, that is you know, true. You've got complete control and mastery over how you react to things. And so often our own reactions, you know, if we are, and we truly may be frustrated and annoyed. I tell people this all the time because people assume that I'm always happy and looking on the bright mm. side. That's not the case, but I just refuse to let myself speak it, say it, um, put it out there uh, over and over again, because that doesn't, it never affects the result that you're getting. Mm -hmm. It can, but it will do it negatively. You will get an if you're speaking negatively. If you're, if you're poo-pooing everything, right. It's going to turn mm -hmm. to poo. That's what you're going to get. Um, so <laughs> if you poo-poo, it's going to turn to poo. I think that'll be the title of this episode. No, it's so it. true. I absolutely agree. Yeah. And you have to have control over your own, your own self, your own reactions. And just because everybody at the break room water cooler is fussing about a process change um, that's happened this year, doesn't mean you have to. And when I talk mm -hmm. in the book about leveraging change, you know, from a, from a leadership standpoint, when you have changes that kind of come top down and maybe everybody wasn't in the loop on why, it is very frustrating. Mm -hmm. um, but if you can have enough command over your emotions and yourself to be that person that chooses to embrace something, even if it's not right now comfortable, mm -hmm. um, you're leveraging that and you will stand out. You will yes. stand out to those around you if you choose to embrace what you can. I, I so agree. And as you were telling that, talking about that, it, it reminded me of a story. Um, so the last two corporate positions I held, I was responsible for creating a lot of corporate change, massive amounts of corporate change, changes in processes, policies, procedures, sales processes. It's very stressful on people. And I knew that, but we had to, we, there, that was, we had to make the changes that had to be done. And there was a roadmap to success. So I was very confident that the outcome would be good. Um, but it's always very stressful for people who maybe hadn't had that many, uh, policies or procedures, you know, that they were required to follow. In many cases, we had business owners who had sold their business to the larger company and still were operating their individual businesses the way, you know, they always had. So those were really stressful times. And I had um, a gentleman in particular, and if he's listening to this, he'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, actually, there's a couple of them. There's probably three or four people that'll go, that's me. But this one in particular, he was really, really frustrated by the changes. And in particular about a pricing change, because the pricing changes we were putting in place were vastly different than what he had been charging. And he was really fired up about it. And he kept coming at me with questions and, you know, and he's a, he's a very confident guy. So his, um, initial approach 
could have been viewed as hostile, you know, cause he's, you know, really direct. Um, but I just knew there was something, you know, the way he asked the question, I knew there was a pain point in there and I knew he really wanted, he didn't want it to happen, but he really wanted to understand why. And he wanted to know that if we did this, it would work. And one day he asked if we could have a call with another colleague and, um, because I knew she was struggling with it too. And I just said, okay, you guys ask me every question yell at me, scream at me, tell me you think I'm wrong, whatever. But one way or the other, I'm going to, I'm going to get you there. And we probably spent, I don't know, 90 minutes on the phone. And there were some really heated moments, but in the end I said, okay, you know, what other questions do you guys have? And they're like, well, the only other question is, you know, are you going to change this? Cause we don't like it. And we know the answer is no. And I said, you're, you're correct. Right. No, I'm not going to change it. Right. But I also want you to, I also want you to take a little bit of a leap of faith with me. And I'll tell you what, if what I tell you that I've experienced in this, doing this already across hundreds of businesses, if this doesn't work, if this really fails, I will let you guys operate differently, mm -hmm. but you need to commit to me right now that you will try it and you will support it to your team exactly the way I'm telling you to. And you give that at least 60 days. And I knew they were very, both of these people were really high um, moral people. I knew they would. I knew that if they gave me their word, they would follow. Now that's not always the case. And they did and it worked and they were almost mad at me because it worked. <laughs> <laughs> like, darn it. That really right. But, um, but this gentleman and I are, we remain really good friends now. And I value him so much that I go to him for advice. And he's constantly like checking in. Um, and it's, it's really intriguing to me that some, sometimes people, when, when things seem so frustrating for change, mm -hmm. when you talked about it as, as um, kind of unburdening or dumping, dumping, uh, you know, your, your thoughts and putting them all out there that a lot of people, I, I think they, they think they're doing that when they're ranting, mm -hmm. but their true process of dumping is doing it in a constructive way with someone that you trust, that's going to help you sort through the trash and figure out what in that trash heap are you really, really worried about and how do you maintain it? And that I think can get people through once they've cleared out the rest of the, the true trash and found the treasure within it, which is their pain point. Boy, that was yeah. a long story. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I mean, you're absolutely right. And one of the things I see most and the advice I give to leaders, you know, when there is a change coming down the pipeline and you know, they see the, the end goal and they have that and they know the why. Um, communicating that and being open enough to communicate it out and then be the dumping ground for mm -hmm. people's concerns is so important. Um, if you just roll it out, it's not going to be embraced. It's so much yeah. less likely to be initiated successfully if you just say, well, we're doing this and this is what we're doing. And you can do that. Yep. Uh, that's, you know, and, and sometimes if it's particularly sticky or stubborn and you just got to rip the bandaid off and go, uh, and it is what it is that happens. Those changes exist, but for the most part, um, leaders in any organization have got to communicate clearly the why behind what's happening because they see the big picture, but they don't see the nitty gritty of how it affects this particular person on the front line who it makes it much more difficult for them to um, give good service to their customers because of mm -hmm. this process change. 
And so they maybe didn't realize that. So opening those lines of communication, I love that you shared that story because it's so important. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, last year we hit a pandemic that none of us expected. And so that, you know, cost a lot of people, not only many of their jobs, many of their security, maybe, you know, fear of their health. There was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of negative things, obviously, along the way. And to your point, you can't control the weather, but you can take an umbrella you know, it was one of the biggest things that I learned in my business is I couldn't just operate my business with one primary channel of income and be able to survive that storm unless right. I was willing to go get an umbrella. Right. <laughs> and so I, I picked up a couple umbrellas along the way. And yeah. that's, I think, where, you know, just giving people the sense that this new year, yes, it's a new, we flip the calendar, it's a new start, but it's up to us to carry the right umbrellas. So that whatever storm hits us, we're ready to go. And sometimes that means, you know, building an emergency fund. You know, sometimes that means having, you know, making sure that, you know, you've gotten a correct certification so that if there's, you know, things that you need for that job, you've got it. And I, I think that there are things we can control. We just yes. need to remember that we, we have to sometimes work harder to control them. Yeah, absolutely. And moving into the new year, just feeling empowered that you can control things uh, that are yours to control. You yeah. can't control everything around you. You can't control how people perceive you. You can't control whether or not, you know, certain things in, in business or the economy are fluctuating like you want them to, but you can control those things about how you've prepared um, what you've done to set yourself up for success. And like you said, write out whatever storm comes up. I love it. Well, Michelle, I know we'll have all of your contact information on our show notes, including the links to your book. Um, but in case anybody wants to look you up right now and find you, what's the best way for them to uh, find you? Uh, the best way to just find everything is to go to um, buckleupbuttercupthebook.com. Uh, all of my social channels are linked out there, but um, also on LinkedIn, it's LinkedIn slash Michelle dash Wyatt dash author on LinkedIn. Okay. So that's a fun way to connect with everybody and um, love sharing. I share some little tidbits out on LinkedIn every so often. So that's the best way. Excellent. Thank you. Before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? I would just say, keep on trying. Don't give up and take your umbrella. I love it. Sounds great. I think that might be the name of your next book. Just <laughs> I come up with these things for people all the time. I need yeah. to have a cut of the royalties on that. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. It's been great having you as a guest today, and I'm so glad we're connected. Thank you. It's good to talk to you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology. Why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.